Lord's Health System, one of the region's leading healthcare providers, presents conversations with physicians, staff, and community partners. It's Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. It's estimated that 78 people a day die from overdose and overuse of opioids. Use of these drugs such as oxycodone, hydrocodone, and fentanyl has skyrocketed in recent years. According to a recent study in the Journal of the American Medical Association, more people die of heart and breathing problems caused by opioid use than accidental overdoses. My guest today is Dr. Jason Smith. He's a cardiologist with Lord's Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Smith. So tell us about what's going on in the country with opioids today and addiction and how this relates to heart health. We hear about addiction and overdose, but heart health and heart problems because of these opioids is a whole different deal. Yes, Melanie, thank you. It really is an epidemic, and it really has skyrocketed and spiked over the last 10 to 20 years. I think what we're seeing now, too, is, you know, most of the deaths are because of opioid use, prescription medications, whether it's legal or illegally attained. It's the opioids, the oxycodone or Percocet, hydrocodone or Vicodin, some people may know it as. These are the most common drugs causing overdose, probably twofold that of heroin. But that gap is closing because there's a lot of government policies now to restrict access to the prescription opioid medications. And now people are turning towards the heroin more so than the opioid prescription medications. And that's very dangerous in the fact that heroin really has, there's no FDA regulation of heroin, right? So the purities and impurities and um, what else may be in that drug uh, is very dangerous. And every time they do an injection of heroin, they're getting a different amount of the active drug every time they do it. And they never know when at one time when they take too much is going to be. So it's very scary and very dangerous. So opioids are one thing, heroin is another, and obtained illegally. But what about that legal dispensing of opioids for pain relief? Someone's had back surgery or neck surgery, and they become addicted. Then what what is going on with their heart? And and is there an issue with the re-prescribing of these medications? Do doctors say, well, it's been going on for six months, is this time? Are there some recommendations to look at when it's time to say, okay, now, now that's enough? Well, yes, and it's very difficult. I mean, number one, pain is very subjective. So it's hard to tell somebody they can't, can't uh, be in pain anymore. You know, so it's a subjective thing. But it is very, very critical that when you do prescribe opioid medications that you do understand that it usually should be temporary and there should be an end game. So for me as a cardiologist, uh, we have a lot of people who want to go open-heart surgery. They have their chests opened up to replace valves or do bypass surgery, which can be very painful. They oftentimes are, uh, opiates are used in the hospital to help with pain, and a lot of times they leave with pain and have to leave on an opioid. So it's very important to have an end game and have that conversation with a patient about the addict- addictive potential of the medication and that we need an end game. And the longer they're on it, the higher doses they're going to need. And what's called, what's called tolerance or tachyphylaxis, you need higher and higher doses to achieve the same effect over time because you saturate those immune receptors, the pain receptors that give the sense of euphoria. But if used correctly and used for pain with an end game, it is oftentimes uh, we're able to get patients to wean and come off of these opioids if they understand how they're supposed to take them, when they're supposed to take them with an end game. 
But if you keep prescribing them more and more, they keep having more and more pain, you have to look into other resources. Perhaps if you're not comfortable with it, there are uh, many pain management specialists that you might be able to refer them to. It's important that someone with expertise then take on uh, the prescription of this type of medication because it can be very dangerous. If you really don't have an end game or know what you're doing, then you can cause addiction in patients and then they have trouble getting off. So as far as heart disease, and there have been some studies that, that uh, on the cardiac effects of opioid therapy. So what do you want people to know about the risk of, I mean, as we say that risk versus benefit for pain management, and it's so subjective, but the cardiac effects and, and the fact that heart disease could be the biggest risk from opioids. How do you weigh that, doctor? What do you tell people? Well, in the short run, it's relatively minor. So, yes, opioids can have some effects on the heart, uh, but you know, really the abuse of opioids with other types of medications tend to increase that risk, for instance. So if you're just using opioids, some things that happen are the heart rate tends to slow, blood pressure tends to drop. So you get what's called bradycardia, where the heart rate can get very slow, and you get blood pressures that can drop. It's uh, caused by the visibilitation of the arteries, so they dilate, which will drop your blood pressure. But uh, So this can cause people to pass out. Uh, This can, over time, sometimes uh, cause people who are prone to developing heart failure, uh, called fluid fluid retention, edema or swelling of the legs, and even pulmonary edema or congestive heart failure in, in a long span. This, these risks are increased when people use opioids with other medications or other drugs of abuse. Uh, sometimes people are prescribed benzodiazepines like Janac or Valium for anxiety. The combination of those two can lower the heart function, causing heart failure. Uh, some people uh, uh, use alcohol, with, which will potentiate the effects of these types of drugs. And so it's the mixing of multiple drugs or somebody uses cocaine on top. I mean, these are where when the drugs of abuse become a real problem. I think we see it a little bit more when the drugs are used illegally, when somebody obtains an opioid who is not prescribed the medication. They get it, you know, on the street, so to say, and they pay a medicine or pay money for illegal drugs. And a lot of times they'll crush up the pills. And they'll crush them up because they can get a quicker high if they snort it or even inject it. But, you know, these drugs are not made to be injected into the bloodstream. So when you inject these types of inert materials, they tend to clump. They can cause acute blockages of arteries, causing stroke and heart attack. So it's when the, when these people can't get these drugs anymore by prescription and they start to go out to look for other ways to get them and other ways to use them to get that high, there's where the real dangers come in. So what would you like listeners to know about opioid dependence and having to use them responsibly and physicians to prescribe them responsibly for pain management versus that risk, you know, for addiction and problems with that and the heart and kind of wrap it all up for us, Dr. Smith, because what a timely topic and what a real, you know, we're hearing a lot about it in the media, but people don't kind of understand how it came to be and why this is such an epidemic right now. Sure. Well, I just don't think that the physicians are having that conversation with patients. They're so easy to prescribe them, but they're not really telling them that these drugs can cause dependence and addiction. 
and to get a good history and physical and have that conversation with a patient about you know, what their past experiences with other drugs have been. Do they have problems with alcohol already? Uh, do they have addictive uh, personalities? Is there something that may lead them towards u- using these drugs for more uh, abusive uh, measures? So as long as you're prescribing it for pain, a lot of times they will not have the addiction, but you have to have an end game. You have to have a, a strict conversation with them. Is Listen, we're going to do these for, this for the next two weeks, and you're going to take less and less every day, and you're going to wean yourself off before we have to start using higher and higher doses, causing increased tolerance and then dependence and then lead to addiction. And then when you try to get off the medications, you'll actually withdraw from them. So you have to have an end game. I would say for those who are already addicted and, and have trouble getting off, there are resources out there, um, you know, whether it's a, a rehab program. I have, unfortunately, many friends and relatives who've had this type of problem and have passed away from it. So the ones I've seen have the most success uh, usually work the Narcotics Anonymous. You know, it's all about people, places, and things. So you have to get away from the things that are causing you to use the drug and abuse the drug. So, but there are resources out there for people to tap into if they feel as if they're having trouble weaning off the drug or can't get off the drug or having effects of withdrawal. You need to talk to your doctor, and the doctor needs to you know, put you into the right position so that you can get off of the drugs uh, before long-term effects do occur. Such important information. Thank you so much, Dr. Smith, for being with us today. It's great information for listeners to hear and understand. You're listening to Lord's Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.